Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Colossal Soprano. Go! The premier destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award-winning play-by-play man Dan Dibley. Squirt! And international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, it feels like we were away for oh so long, but we're back, Rick. Go! It is time for another soccer season. And Golasso. we took a whole, what, month off? About three weeks, three yeah. or four weeks. But once again, back, Golasso Supremo, Dan Dibley, and Rick Tittle as we are on the eve, really, Less than a fortnight, whatever the heck a fortnight is. Yeah. But I know we're less than a fortnight away. Battle Royale from, shooter. <laughs> from the beginning <laughs> of the English Premier League, we will give you our top four predictions. We'll give you our championship winning side prediction. Of course, Champions League relegation teams. But first, Rick, we need to talk about deadline day as the transfer deadline day is upon us. A lot of comings and goings. What really tickles your fancy on deadline day, and now that the transfer window has been closed for just about an hour. Well, it was a big uh, sweat fest for me because as a Tottenham fan, I was worried about Christian Eriksen leaving. He is talismanic to what uh, Tottenham does, and we've talked before about his stats with goals outside the box and mostly assists. He's a goal maker and a goal taker, which is very rare, a box-to-box midfielder. He quite openly stated he was looking for a new challenge. Luckily, that new challenge didn't happen. And of course, when I think about players going to Real Madrid and Man U, Berbatov and uh, Carrick to Man U, and you had Bale and Modric to Real, and uh, I don't think Erickson was going to play for another English team. He said he wouldn't, but so he stays. That's the biggest thing. They also pick up Giovanni Lo Celso, who's a young 23-year-old midfielder for the Argentine national team. He comes over from Real Betis. And they also, before that, they had gotten Tongai Indabele from Olympique de Lyon, who's their big signing. They had this little kid, Jack Clark, who they sent back to... Uh, not, not the former giant, not the rugby coach extraordinaire Cal. from Cal. Very yes, good. As knowledge. we run down Mount Jack Phenomenal Clark more. Thank you. Uh, he's off said. to Cal, by the way. Oh 18-year-old uh, Quest Dibley. Crazy stuff. Also, the, uh, the Spurs picking up Ryan Sessignon, the 19-year-old <laughs> coming back to Tottenham from relegated Fulham. How much can he help? And will he really make much of an impact on a on a team that looks pretty well composed of veterans now? Well, it's funny because he's the third Sessegnon. I heard Sessegnon, that guy's old. He played for Crystal Palace, and it's not him. It's not even his brother at Fulham. It's the younger Sessegnon. Um, yeah, he's a young little, I, I hate to compare him. I mean, physically, he looks like kind of a, a young Danny Rose. I hope he's better than that. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting times, and I think people are going to be shocked by my predictions. But other transfer news, I mean, uh, Big Rom, he went to uh, Inter. I could kind of see that as when um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came came in, he put Rashford kind of as the number nine, and you could tell that his days were numbered there. David Luiz moves over from uh, Chelsea to Arsenal, and with all respect to him, I don't know why anybody would want that guy. I've seen him get torched in the World Cup. I saw him get torched for Chelsea uh, he's just a big Larry Fine running around out there. Uh, but uh, other interesting, they made a big deal about Andy Carroll going back to 
Newcastle, when he was sold eight years ago, he was the biggest transfer in English history from one team to another. Went to Liverpool for like 35 million pounds. I forgot he was even in the league. He goes back. He's, you know, he's a hometown Geordie. He'll be back. But um, the, Tottenham hadn't done anything, we know, the last two windows. So to bring in these young players, um, it's, uh, it's exciting. And Chelsea, a team <clears throat> without any ability to make transfers. And so they're. They're kind of stuck, and they lose David Luiz. They I, can sell, yeah, but they can't buy. Yeah, and David Luiz among those players going out. And mm-hmm. Chelsea, a team we can get into here shortly. And talk they about, bought Pulisic right before they got banned, so they did get one guy. Yeah, and that's, that's really an interesting one, and I'd like to get to that momentarily. But first, let's touch on Manchester United. They lose Big Rom, Romelu Lukaku, who leaves the Premier League and goes to Inter, as you mentioned. What does that leave Manchester United with from a, a forward standpoint? You've got Marcus Rashford. Still there. Uh, Paul Pogba, disgruntled. How can he fit in if he still is going to be around? What's the status of Man U going into this year? Well, I mean, they still have Lingard up front, too. Another young guy they like a lot. They they wanted Big Rom out. You know, it's not like he wanted out. They It's just a stylistic thing. And it's funny because I remember seeing him in a friendly against uh, Anderlecht, which is the Brussels team, and uh, they wore the purple. He was a 16-year-old, and he was the exact same size. I mean, we've seen him in some different shirts. We saw him in a West Brom shirt at one point. And then, of course, uh, with Everton as well. Um, I still think he has some some value to him. It's funny how he's going to fit into Serie A. They don't do a lot of crosses into the box and things. But uh, he's a he's a good player. I'm sure he'll do some. But they, they, they weren't really concerned about getting him out. But the funny thing is, I mean, Man United, I was thinking – would you want to go there even though they're not playing Champions League football? Well, the name carries so much gravitas. It's like even in the 90s when the Yankees sucked, they're still the Yankees. Right, and Man U still with some pieces. Paul Pogba, as mentioned, assuming that he can buy into Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's strategy, which he did toward the, the latter part of last season when the new manager came in and Mourinho was out. Pogba did play better. He's so up and down, though. You can't really bank on him for all 38 fixtures. I like Lingard. He's a solid player, but... Aside from that, you got David David De Gea at the back in a decent defense. I like Matic in the midfield, but to me, they don't look like a team that's going to qualify for next year's Champions League. But more on that when we get into our prediction portion of the pod as I try to avoid popping peas here yes. on Golasa Supremo. We have Supremo. some pea poppers right here. Yeah, we sure do. Some pea poppers. <laughs> Let's talk about Chelsea and uh, my side, my team that loses out on Eden Hazard, as mentioned, and... You talked about David Luiz going to Arsenal and the yet-to-be-confirmed transfer. I know the deadline has passed, but we'll wait to see mm-hmm. if that news does become official. Where does Chelsea go from here? You've got Olivier Giroud, an aging Giroud up top, and not much else in the offensive end. Well, I'm hoping for a plummet. No offense. Uh, I'm, I'm, not not a big Chelsea, <laughs> I'm not a big Chelsea fan. But, no, listen, um, they have a, a very good coach. Uh, he's a very good tactician. Um, he, Chelsea, um, uh, you know, I know it's a, it's a new era and it's a young guy, but I think they'll be able to ride this out. I see them as, uh, I don't see them as a top four team as a little teaser, um, tease it. But the other thing about Pulisic is it's kind of weird because, you know, Clint Dempsey was a midfielder for the U S team and then he went to Fulham and they made him a striker. And so then the United States made him a striker and then Tottenham made him a striker. I kind of wonder what they're going to do with Pulisic because he's really more of a wing player. He's not a center, a center, a forward type of guy. I could see him playing in the pocket, kind of like how Paul Scholes did at Man U or David Platt did when he was at Villa. 
So I'm kind of interested to see what, what they do. But listen, right. But even to draw the, the Chelsea parallel, he can't even play in the way that Eden Hazard did, where he could play on the inside, in the pocket, but Hazard also had the ability to go up, up top and be a true striker and be able to create on his own. Do you see Pulisic having that ability in the middle of the park to be able to be physical enough to gather the ball outside the 18, turn, make a move, and get a chance? Well, the thing about Hazard, he's one of the best players in the world. I mean, he's a top 10 player. Right, but the comparison has to be made because Pulisic is coming into not necessarily that exact role, but largely that role for Chelsea. I I think Pulisic has the, the, the energy and the skills to do that. It's just a matter of whether he can pull it off or not. He's still a young guy. But um, he he's one of those guys like Bale who's just as fast in the 93rd minute. So the the world is his oyster if they can coach him up. Chelsea already has the luxury of Willian and Pedro, both of whom can play to the outside, and the great holding midfielder in Nicolo Conte in the center of the park. So it'll be interesting to see how they spot Pulisic and where they play him for a Chelsea side that, you know, again, I hate to tip off the predictions, but I don't think that they're going to be a top-four team either, even though they're the team that I support. Let's go to a couple of the Titans. This is Golasso Supremo, Rick Tittle, and Dan Dibley. Coming up story time with Uncle Ricky. As uh, as always, Rick will spin one of his famous international football yarns, or an IFY, as we like to call them here on the pod. International Man, Film Festival. It could be, and that would be the Jewish version of the festival. <laughs> Uh, yes, okay. and I'll, I'll stop the material at that yeah. point. Lechaim. And you're welcome, and because I'm tight. Manchester City, looking to repeat as champions. So much quality across the pitch. They've got to be the, the odds-on choice in your mind to, to do just that again. It's. I think it's kind of funny. You know you're a good team when you get Scott Carson as your third-string goalkeeper, and he comes over from Derby. This is a former England international and yeah, he's third string. Why would you even have him? Well, it's just, you know, good teams. They, they took on his salary. They didn't even pay a transfer fee. Like if you could take on his salary, you can have him. And you know that you're a good team when you look at a guy who could probably start for, I don't know, maybe about five Premier League teams. And now he's your third string guy. They are deep. And to me, as always, it all is about Aguero. And that guy is just such a leader. He's a fantastic player. Um, I it's just all I do, and I'm not a Man City fan, but I just admire the hell out of him. And it's sort of like, maybe not the same, but it's like if the Warriors have Curry, you know they're gonna you're gonna have fun. And if you have a Garrow on your team, you're gonna have a lot of fun. And he's season. a guy who doesn't necessarily need a lot of the ball in order to create and score. He's a guy who give him half a chance, and he's gonna put one on target, or give him 70 minutes of solitude and taking him out of the game, and then in, in one flash moment. He's on the ball. He's inside the 18. He unleashes, and all of a sudden, he's made his imprint. That's what Gary Lineker always said, my favorite player ever. He's like, you should never pull your striker off the pitch in the 92nd minute. He needs every minute of that game to get that one goal. To get that one chance. Yes. It's like Barry Bonds might see a strike once the whole game, you know? It's like you got to pounce on it. Yeah. The midfield for Man City, I think, is going to be the strength of the team. Raheem Sterling could be... One of the great players in the league across the board, Leroy Sané, Bernardo Silva, David Silva, Gundogan. Oh, by the way, Mares coming off the bench as needed. And I didn't even mention Kevin De Bruyne yet or Fernandinho. You talk about an embarrassment of riches. This Man City midfield might be the deepest single position in all of professional football. 
Well, that's the thing is when you get this injection of money, this hot beef injection of money, like Whoa, hello. Roman Abramovich brought to Chelsea. And, you know, as I said, I saw Man City get relegated to third grade football. They got relegated two years in a row. But you come in with the money from the uh, Persian Gulf, and now you can buy three teams of players. And I have, uh, listen, as a play, as a fan, that's what my I want my team to do. I want a Eddie DeBarlow or a uh, you know Hank Steinbrenner. Now it's Hank. You know, it's somebody that will just throw out some cash. You know, and uh, and, and the the fans that stayed loyal, they get to reap the benefits of that. And the benefit is always being competitive and having the expectation that not only for the Premier League title but also the Champions League race, you should be very much in both competitions and i guess that is where the depth of roster really pays off because if you're man city not only do you have the two count them two domestic cups that we both love so much mm-hmm. but you've also got the champions league so you're looking at a total amount of matches played somewhere in the 60 to 70 range and something that i don't think tottenham looked at last year was that the asian cup they lost sunny for a while and you look at the coupe d'afrique and you think about how long you're going to be losing guys who are african players you have to look ahead to all that stuff and it is a World Cup years, and so oh, never mind. It's going to be in the winter, so uh, yeah. I, just, I still can't believe I can't either. There. I can't either. It's like you know they took the World Cup away from Colombia because of corruption in 1986, and the last minute they gave it to Mexico. They have to do that again. They have to. And this whole joint bid with Canada and Mexico, we don't need Canada and Mexico to host the World Cup. That's the only way we can get one now. I know it's uh, it makes me mad. You got to have Estadio Azteca as a part of it. You gotta have one hundred and five. Mexico's 000. had two World Cups on their own, and the U.S. has had just the one. Yeah, just the one. Yeah, Canada Rick, had a women's one. There's Rick Tittle with his uh, Coupe du Monde soapbox or <laughs> Le Soapbox du Coupe du Monde. As we continue to go around the prem, we do need to touch on the Champions League. Can I throw one thing? Champions, in? you can throw it. You talk about French and soap. You know, you always see in a hotel it says French milled soap. Where is that mill in France? Because in France, no one takes showers, and they all have bad BO in their armpits. <laughs> That's, wow, it's a global <laughs> shot right there, eight time zones away. Oh, it's just maybe true. Maybe it's French meal soap, meal meaning 1,000. So maybe Well, it's... it was two L's, though. Meal would be one L. No, right? it's two L's and an E. Meal. Oh, is it? Yes, the abbreviation M-I-L. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yes. thinking of. Okay, you're, yes, uh, yes you French, are correct. Yes, And I'll say again, je ne parle pas français. Je suis of course, je, je parle français un très peu. Oh, I very, like the rolling of the R's there. Yeah. you got to try to do yeah. that. International R rolling here on Glossa Supremo. <laughs> Liverpool, let's talk yeah. about the Champions League. Champions, the team that was just an eyelash away, perhaps a whisker, if you will, an mm-hmm. ear hair away yeah gross but close (laughs) gross and close liverpool returns almost completely intact will there be a letdown though from 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 coming so close to winning the premier league i i think it's i mean listen they they won the most important cup in europe obviously and they got very close they blew a lead to manchester city they couldn't see it out in the end so that's their challenge now, is to win the league. That's going to be their raison d'etre en français. This is what they're going to be looking for. And, um, you know, they're going to be right there the whole year. They're going to be right there. I, I, do they have what it takes? We'll find out in our predictions. You've got a tremendous, tremendous crew coming back for Liverpool. And those predictions, by the way, coming up in mere moments here on Golasso Supremo. Virgil van Dijk, best defender in the world, is that hyperbole or is that grounded in enough fact to where I can throw that out at cocktail parties and bar mitzvahs? 
<laughs> no bot misfits. How about quinceañera? You yeah, that I mean, is it sure. crossover enough? Well, is this I hear what you're saying. Enough? Is it good enough to cross over to all of these occasions? He's he's definitely one of them. I, I kind of look at a back four. You know, there was a while when you'd say like, you know, it was Paula Mondini, it was Franco Baresi, it was, you know, Saul Campbell. I don't know whoever you wanted to throw in there, but uh, he's definitely one of them beyond the shadow. And that's what Liverpool did last year is they won with their defense. Robertson as well, and Matip and uh, Daniel Lovren. As well, and you gotta love what they do in the midfield with Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Wijnaldum, James Milner from a wide position. Still playing after all these years. Yeah, still doing it, still bringing it. And of course, they got Zerdan Shakiri, they've got Henderson, Fabinho, Adam Lalana. Don't sleep on the extra L in there for for Lucky. I'm surprised Lalana when he was at Southampton under Pochettino, and he was a starter there for England for a while. But that just shows you for the the depth of Liverpool. And look at Shakiri, and he's probably by far the best Swiss player. And these guys can hardly get a game. I mean, they're deep. Now, Granit Xhaka's on the phone right now. <laughs> As we talk about the only two Swiss players we can name, you got to go Xhaka and you go Shakiri every time. Yeah, you know, it's funny with four official languages with uh, French and Italian and German and Romanche, and they all have these. Immigrant names because Switzerland has been very open to immigrants. You have a lot of Turkish names and things like Romanche. that. Romanche. Romanche is the French official. Would be the fourth of the. As I said, French, Italian, German, and Romanche. Oh, gotcha. This is why Switzerland technically their name is the Confederation of Helvetia. They picked the Latin name, and that's why on the license you see CH because they didn't want to offend anyone, so they use a Latin name for their country. That's incredible. Yeah, Helvetica. That's the name of the country. It's also one of our fonts. That means Switzerland. It's on Mount Fontmore, I would say. You'd have to go Times New Roman. I gotta go Wingdings. Get out of here with Wingdings. <laughs> talking fonts here okay. on Golasso Supremo, uh-huh. Rick Tittle, and Dan Dibley. Are you ready to get into predictions? Let's do it. Let's break it down three ways. We do the overall winner of the Premier League. Okay. The four teams that make it to the Champions League, mm-hmm. and then the three sides that will be relegated. And I want our producer who's listening in the next room, mark the tape. Make sure we know where this is so we can find it throughout the course of Golasso Supremo. Mm-hmm. That way there's no confusion as to who said what about whom or whom said who about what, what? or what we'll, was we'll said get into, about whom. We'll have pronoun wars later. Yeah, pronouns are out, by the way. It's all they. No more he, no more she. That's it's right. It's they. Yes, I want you to... I don't want any non-binary. I only want binary. Oh, wait. I want nine, non-binary. What's a non-parial? It's a candy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where did this go? All right. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Well, I'm going to go first, and and I'm going to give you... Start us off with the league champion. Now, this is the thing. You know, the the league has has, haves and have-nots, and it's sort of... It's not like college football where you go, well, it's Alabama, Clemson, but it's close. And I am going to... And I feel like I'm not jinxing them. I'm picking Tottenham Hotspur to win. Wow. They've never won. Make it. me want to do my Homer. They my never, Homer Simpson. They never won. Don't. They never won it in my lifetime. They've gotten very close the last five years. Oh, homie! And after what happened today, that's not bad, Marge. After Thank what you. happened today, hmm. I'm going to think. I'm going to think they put it together, and I'm going to pick Tottenham Hotspur as the champion. It's truly shocking, and mm-hmm. I hope we mark the tape back there, Javier, and your uh, or is it Julio in today? I it's, can't uh, see through the glass. It's it's. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, what's his name with the Domingo? mustache? Domingo. Um, Boucher. Carl. Carl Boucher. Carl yeah. Boostcheck. <laughs> it's Bobby Boucher from okay. the Water Boy. Carl Boostcheck 
or bus check, depending right. on who One you One time ask. when a muni hit me, they had to send me a bus okay. check for the fender. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This apparently will be the last episode of Golasa Supreme. Well, who do you have as a champion? Well, Rick, that was a quaint, quaint little answer, and I think we all could have seen that It's more coming. interesting. That, no, I've never picked them in my life, so I can't jinx them. They've that never won it. That was more telegraphed than an Eric Smiley Geach outlet pass as we wow. talk Warriors basketball. <laughs> Apologize to Smiley for me disparaging That you. was more telegraphed than a Eurebco air ball? The correct answer to the question is Manchester City. Liverpool, again, with a plucky effort, but at the end of the day... At the end of the day, as I do my Rod Woodson, mm. Manchester City has the most talent. That's the They've smart got answer. The greatest manager. Probably the correct answer. Well, I want winners, Rick. I'm not out here trying to just curry favorites. Oh, Chelsea, they're my favorites. I'm going to go with Listen, Chelsea. Listen, Coach Singh, I'm not picking them because they're my favorites. I think they're going to win it. Can't do it. <laughs> I think they're my favorite. I want winners. What else? What was the other thing he said? I remember a Nutcracker Hill. How'd you do your uh, your Achilles? Was it in a game? No, it was on playing King of the Mountain on Nutcracker Hill. <laughs> Nutcracker Hill. <laughs> I found my thrills. That's, uh... Oh, and Fats Domino. Yeah. It took me a minute. Sure. I almost went Chuck Berry, but I knew it was wrong. Minnesota Fats would have Pool been player. half right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> points for that as well. Fats Domino, though, the... Uh, sure. Correct answer. Champions League, Rick, top four. I know you've researched it. Well, you're going to get mad again because I'm not giving you the the, the, the easy answers, which are probably it's Tottenham, the correct Tottenham, answers. Tottenham and Tottenham. Do they get all four spots? <laughs> they, uh, they clone each other. Manchester City, Liverpool. Now, no Chelsea, no Arsenal, no Wolves, no upstart. Everton. Oh, you dropped a bomb on me. Tittle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, the okay. Gap Band. Yeah. Okay, yeah, as you did your Austin Powers there. Sure. One million dollars. I just, I'm, you know what, I'm trying to make it. It's like whenever I do March Madness, I always pick a million upsets. It's just funnier. There you go. That's not bad. The ball is tipped. A little one shining moment for you. Rick, I'm going to go with Manchester City, as mentioned. Top of the heap. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, going to slide into the second spot. Mm-hmm. Arsenal. I Whoa. Think the Gunners. The Gunners are a team that you should keep your eye on in an upset. The Gunners. And then rounding it out, it's tough to do it to you, Rick, but it's not happening for you. Chelsea gets in as the fourth team. I thought you just said that you weren't putting them in. Did I you decided, change your mind? Quick foot mode. Last second reversal. This is unheard of. We've never Let's seen mark this. this show. Mark the tape. <laughs> the contradiction. Self-contradiction. <laughs> and that can lead to blindness, by but the way. But this is, this is what uh, um, Thomas Jefferson was talking about. It's free country. Tottenham can... fifth. And then uh, after that, we'll get into Everton. So Europa League for Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Europa League, which, you know, ultimately, you can play your way from Europa into Champions, right? Or does it take no. until the next year to do that? If you win Europa... You get the champions, but that's not until the following year. That's the next year, okay. yeah. But if you're in the Champions League and you go out early, you drop down to Europa so you can still get those checks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Instead of playing Real Madrid, you're playing Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah. Shakhtar. Shakhtar, mm. Shakhtar means uh, minor, by the way. Yeah. And in I, Cyrillic, Cyrillic, it spells wax tap. Incredible. I love that. Let's talk relegation, Rick, because okay. it's unfortunate that uh, you can't have promotion Without relegation, sadly, someone, some three ones, are going to have to go. We've got three new teams in the Prem, Norwich City, Sheffield United, and Southampton, right? Back in? Uh, No, it's Villa. Oh, I'm sorry. Aston Villa, that's right. Southampton stayed in. Mm -hmm. Is one of those three teams going to be re-relegated? Only one. Ooh. Yes. 
Now, the easy pick would be the Blades of Bramall Lane. I'm going to say Sheffield United, stay up. I'm going to say that Villa, stay up. Not selling Jack Grealish last year was huge because he helped him get promoted. He was the guy that got punched by a fan on the pitch. Norwich City, unfortunately, to my friends in East Anglia over at Carroll Road, I say the Canaries go down. And, I, and I've asked this before. Delia Smith, who owns that team, she's kind of like a Rachel Ray. She's a famous chef. She came out in the middle of the pitch a few years ago, and she got on the mic, and she said, let's be having you. Let's be having you. <laughs> what? So I asked her, what's let's be having you mean? And they go, oh, it just means let's go, team. I go, but what does it mean, literally? Oh, it's just something we say. They didn't know. It was kind of like with the at St. James's Park with uh, um, Newcastle. They have a big TIFO that says H-O-W-A-Y. How way the lads? I go, what's how way the lads? They go, oh, it's it's. Let's go. I go, what does it mean? It just means we're behind you. I go, but what, is, what does it really mean? How way the lads? You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird. So I say Norwich City, go back down. Although I'm kind of rooting for them. I liked them back in the days when Brian Gunn was between the sticks. I say it's over down at the beach for Brighton and Hove Albion. I say they go down. And then a team that doesn't need to be in the Premier League a team that stinks, a team that offers nothing. West Ham United, get your yo-yo ass wow. back down in the championship. That's crazy. So you went with uh, West Ham, you went with Norwich, and you went with Brighton, Hove, and Albion. Right. right? Brighton and Hove, Albion. Brighton yes. and Hove, Hove Albion. is a lovely town, too, by the way. I'll have you know. Also the nickname of Jay-Z, Hova. Really? Yes, Beyonce's I thought that half. was uh, Kathy Lee Gifford's replacement. Oh, that's Hoda. <laughs> you are incredible with the, uh, with the connections there. It's sure. the Lawson Supremo, Rick Tittle and Dan Dibley here live from downtown San Francisco. Well, for me, Rick, when it comes to relegation, it's going to be like a Peaches and Herb song. Reunited, or actually three united, and it feels <laughs> so bad. Because it's going to be three Uniteds. No, not Manchester United, but Newcastle United, Sheffield United, West Ham United, three United, and it feels so, so good. Mm-hmm. Well, bad in this case, but yes. Wow. Well, Those are my three relegations. So candidates. we agree on two, actually. We agree on the Hammers. Yeah. And Newcastle. No, you didn't. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm sorry. You, you said, had Brighton, and you had Norwich. I yeah. have Newcastle, and I have Sheffield. Oh, no, that's right. You have Sheffield United. And listen, I think Sheffield United will be the worst team in the league. I really do. I just got that Qualifier. feeling. Got that feeling. So the worst team in the league, yet they come in 17th somehow. Yes. They eke it out. It's possible. It is. And and down there in the dross, I mean, when you've got those bottom six teams, they're just throwing haymakers and missing every week. Uh, it'll it'll get ugly down there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Newcastle stay up. Um, I love their skipper, and, and they got huge money there. They just can't get out of their own way sometimes. But I think the I think the magpies, the tune army, they stay up. They mack them and tack them. Remember, you mack them in Sunderland and you tack them there in uh, Newcastle. Mack them and tack them. Mm-hmm. That's great. You make them and take them. But yeah, it's funny. Like that's what I love about this soccer. There's so many amazing teams and amazing names. Sunderland are the ba- Black Cats, but they're also the Mackums. But they're also the Roker men because they used to play at Roker Park before they shut out down. Al Roker. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get that. Out you know, there. I interviewed Al Roker last year about his book on the Jamestown flood. What Johnstown flood? He wrote a book on it in Pennsylvania. And uh, I know. Was it weather geeky or was it written like a normal book would be? I, I looked the for Doppler some... that day was quite <laughs> angry. 
Happy 103rd birthday to <laughs> that was That's Wilford. So uh, what was his name? Brimley. Not Wilford Brimley, the guy with the must. Who was the the guy before Al Roker, the old guy? Henry Wilford? <laughs> no. He was. Slick Rick Tittle. I'd like an extra value meal. Number one, supersize it. <laughs> the, the weather guy on the Today Show. The digressions of this podcast are <laughs> my favorite part, I think. All he talked about was happy 100, 103 years young out there in Omaha. What was the name of that weatherman? If guy? you know the name of it, hit us in the text line at. Right. Oh wait, this is a podcast. I'll, I have my line. phone here. I'll look real quick as you talk. Okay, and coming up uh, shortly, a little bit of story time mm. here as we're getting uh, down to the wire. Rick, the Premier League starts tomorrow. Liverpool and the aforementioned Canaries of yeah. Norwich, and then we've got uh, six games on Saturday before three on Sunday. Safe to say that the marquee matchup of the weekend is Manchester United. And Chelsea at Old Trafford? Willard Scott. Oh, there you go. All right. Um, yeah, that is the marquee matchup. And I, you know, one thing about that is with the game with the games beginning on a Friday, it's fantastic after all these years, they finally got everyone, at least in England, to agree on having a transfer deadline before the season begins. It's still going on on the continent. But it just killed me. And and FIFA have these rules. You can't Joel Youngblood it. You can only play for two teams in one season, as you know. So you you prepare, you go on these tours, you play two, three games. That guy's not on the team this year. It was stupid. So, yeah, if you bought somebody today, like Liverpool, that player's not playing for you tomorrow. I mean, I guess you could throw him out there. Carson Palmer, you're not playing. Oh, wait. Uh, Need you. Campbell I broke was at his that game, by the way. <laughs> so was I. I was Campbell that broke game. his collarbone. Go in there and throw some picks. But, I mean, it's possible. But it's just nice. I, I wish it was earlier, to tell you the truth, but at least it got done before the season began. And it's just, it's just much more sane that way. Spurs and uh, Aston Villa in Saturday in the marquee spot. That game, uh, I guess, will be on here at uh, 9.30 I'll in the morning. I'll watch the first half, then I have to come here and talk about Clay Thompson. Nice. He's looking good. Check mm-hmm. in on Rocco, too. Make sure Rocco's healthy. Absolutely. You've got uh, Man City at the Hammers. That's on Saturday as well. Newcastle hosting Arsenal. Kind of a mixed slate. The only real powerhouse matchup is Man U hosting Chelsea. Do you have a quick story for us, Rick, to, to bring us out with? I, I don't want to pressure you, but you always regale us with such great tales. Well, I thought I would regale you. There was a offer today from Watford to buy Danny Rose, which I had my fingers crossed and they they declined they decided not to do it. But my trip to Vicarage Road Stadium. When Tottenham was on the road or maybe they weren't playing, I would always try to go to other stadia. And I went to a lot of lower league matches, Thank which you was for really fun. Yes, I'm I'm here for Very high There are some things of which I shall not say. Um, but anyway, I went to Vicarage Road Stadium, and it's next to a mall, which we would call a mall, called The Harlequin, which is like a big fancy jester. Or it's also a bad romance novel right, with Fabio right. on the cover. And, uh, so, <laughs> Remember when the bird hit him in the face? Oh, yeah. On the roller coaster? That's right. Anyway. That's some good knowledge. Sadly, when you think Fabio, you think <laughs> Seagull in the, in the grill on a roller coaster. And I think of Moneyball. Who's Fabio? <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, uh, so I went to the Harlequin and then across right there is, is Vicarage Road. And I sat, well, first of all, getting into the stadium and it was a lower division match. It was a championship game between, um, uh, Blackburn and no, sorry, Leicester City that day, Leicester City and Watford. Um, there weren't a lot of stars in that game, but to walk into the stadium 
And I've been through some that are like these medieval portcullis in a castle. You have to walk sideways usually. So so, so you can't run through the gates. You have to literally turn sideways. Even Twiggy would have to turn sideways. You thought the Colosseum uh, <clears throat> walkways were tight. Yes, I know. So I you walked through someone's backyard. That's how you got in. And you actually walked through three people's, or they call it garden. There's no flowers. But you walked through three people's backyards. It was so antiquated. But that's how they shoved these uh, a stadium in a town. They would just shove it in whatever area they could. And I thought it was, on the one hand, it was shocking. But on the especially in America, all, almost all our new stadiums are like that. But it was amazing to me to walk through three people's backyard in a in a stadium, which is you know still to this day, Vickers Road is in the. Uh, and this is the the team that Elton John used to own as well. So he never fixed that entrance, but. I remember my seats, I was in the first row. I thought just for fun, I'd sit in the first row, which is a terrible seat for a soccer match. But it was below the pitch. The pitch was up high. And so where I sat just about at my eye line was the grass level. And there are so many count. There are teams, this is all about soccer. There are teams we've never heard of. Like we've heard of every NFL, NBA team. Right. And it was like, ooh, the Rochester Royals used to be the Kansas City Kings. Like, okay, great. But there are teams that we've never heard of, and that's what I find. Even after all these years, I hear about a new team, non-league, whatever, Ryman's League, Southern League, Blue Square Premier League. You you hear about these new – and then in Europe, too, every year in the Europa Cup. We went through it the, the last year. You just – and then we, we gave our breakdowns. Yeah, oh yeah just full breakdowns. <laughs> just on how they sounded. But uh, that's what I find just – encapsulating it's the sport that keeps on giving and it's back baby it's back rick very excited and we are back as well golasa supremo back on the weekly we got week one of the prem coming up tomorrow and then uh off we go is this our 22nd episode somewhere in there and by the way for everyone listening if you won ten thousand dollars in the last two weeks you're ineligible uh and if you've won five thousand you're ineligible for one week so the prize winners just keep you know Stay by the phones. You're going to be ineligible for a week. Keep it locked. This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.